ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์505Mixer slash recorder slash live streaming device, and I've had the old one for a while, and then well, I think I got that one kind of late too, but then the new one there's the there's a new Roadcaster Pro 2 that came out, and it has all these things that I can do, and all I'm using it for mostly is for Clubhouse and my Penang Hokkien podcast, so I do use it. I could be doing more of this, but I don't know why I am not. Because I maybe I don't have time or I'm lazy. Whatever it is, I'm here now in your ear holes because uh, I was surprised there was somebody who contacted me, reaching out to me, another Gaijin who is I believe in California who reached out to me on Twitter. Hi, if you're listening, I'm not sure if you're still listening, but you discovered me and. I I I haven't been putting new content out there for a while, since I think April 9th was my last podcast that I put out there. But regardless, I'm back, and you all know this. When I put out an online these days, way back then it was different, but but these days when I do that, it's because there's something significant, something that I want to. Uh, Record something that I want to journal, I guess, something that I want to jot down, so that I won't forget it. Or while the memory is still fresh, I still can retell that story. Because I went back to Malaysia last month. I think it was. Well, I guess it is now probably August, maybe two months ago. Two months ago, and.、Um, I take. A, I need to take a sip of water. <laughs> Two months ago, I went back to Malaysia, and this is the first time going back to Malaysia since the pandemic hit. I was in Malaysia in 2019, and I planned on a trip to go back in 2020. Of course, that's the cursed year. That's the year of the, the pandemic. I was planning on year 2020 in June or July. I can't remember. That's when I was going to go with Bruce, but we cancelled our trip, obviously. And so I haven't been back since 2019, February of 2019, until this last trip, end of August. Interesting thing was that you know I've been pretty diligent with wearing masks and and you know staying out of the public because of my trip because I don't want getting sick or getting COVID、um, interfere with all the plans travel plans that I have. So I've been pretty good, and of course it's um um now I think what two weeks out about two weeks,、uh, yeah two weeks out from my trip. I got COVID. 
<laughs> and uh, um, through Bruce, because he, he went back to school and um, from school he got it, like first week of school, he picked it up, came home with it a little sniffly and tested positive on Sunday, tested negative on Saturday, tested positive on Sunday. And then I test on Monday, nothing, Tuesday I got it. So long story short, it took a while actually. For me, it took like 10 days. I didn't take any medication or anything. I don't have a, a lot of uh, severe symptoms. I was afraid a little bit because of, I have asthma, but it didn't turn out to be uh, too serious. It, I mean, I was uncomfortable, you know, little chills and achiness and very sleepy. Um, like in the middle of the day, I have to like take naps, like short nap. I just like half hour lie down, waking up and that helped. And I would go to bed very early. However, I was a little nervous because it is getting close to my travel date. I think I caught it like the 16th. Oh, I, I tested positive on the 15th. The 16th, I, I confirmed again with the, um, the PCR test. I did a home test and then did a PCR test on the next day to confirm and it was positive. And I tested it all the way out 10 days. Um, the 11th day is when I didn't have uh, my results came back negative. And that was the weekend, the Saturday before my trip. My my flight is on Tuesday. So cutting it very close, very, very interesting. Uh, but that is, in fact, I have so many people telling me that they're relieved that I've got it because if I didn't have it, uh, people would be concerned for me. I will be concerned when I go back. I was trying to see people and all that. It would be a little bit more, I guess, worrisome, you know. So anyway, that's out of the way. Got on to, my, to LA. Uh, I get to see uh, somebody I met on Clubhouse. Uh, entertained me for half a day because I flew into LA a little bit early to make sure and to ensure that I have ample of time and I don't miss my flight. My flight is in the evening. I believe it's like nine something in the evening or is it? 10? I can't remember now. Yeah, nine something in the evening. And I decided to go into LA earlier. I was going to fly in like one, two o'clock, but then uh, they changed my flight and now I'm arriving very early, like at 9.30. A friend of mine was really kind, uh, somebody I met on Clubhouse who's also uh, from Penang. She came, picked me up and uh, so we spent time together, chit-chat, have lunch and then she then went back to her, her place for a little bit and sent me off to the airport again. And then I went to the lounge, showered, ate and all that and then got onto the plane. Flight was amazing. You know, I love Singapore Airlines and I, I get, because of my credit card points, I get to transfer directly into, uh, what is it, Chris Flyer Miles on Singapore Airlines. And that, therefore, I get to transfer those points and use those points to purchase my tickets. And I buy business class. And uh, that's the way to do it. If, you, if you're able to uh, afford, oh my gosh, it's so expensive now. I think it's 8000 over $8,000 a round trip ticket to, to Malaysia. If you still, if you have the money, if you can afford it, my, man, it's, it's worth it. Because I was so comfortable. Man, it is so different. It is a 17-hour flight from LA to Singapore and then another hour and a half from Singapore to, to Penang. Both of them are business class. And so... I was very comfortable. I was very lucky, very fortunate that I could get to do that. And so that was lovely. 
What I didn't know was, I now now there's Wi-Fi. Before, when I flew in 2019, there was Wi-Fi, but it was and I, business class. You get complimentary for like I don't know, like 250 megabyte of data, which is nothing, right? I turn on my phone and I I check my email, and boom, it's done. So when I first saw that it it has um, Wi-Fi, I I got on and I I'm pre- I was actually on the air talking to people on Clubhouse. It was amazing. Uh, so pretty decent speed. Not always consistent, obviously, but it, it, not very fast, but can fairly good Like for on an airplane, international flight. And having Wi-Fi makes a huge difference. So that's that. And there are two things this trip that I'm looking forward to. Number one, seeing my parents that I haven't seen for three and a half years. Like I haven't touched them. I haven't been in the same location with them. We see each other on FaceTime all the time, which helped. In fact, it helped a lot. I was talking to my mom and my mom said, it doesn't feel like it's been that long because we get to see each other. And that's really fortunate that we get to do that these day and age with the pandemic happening with all the technology that's available that is allowing us to still be able to communicate that way. So that was good. Uh, So... Uh, two two major things I would say because I try to keep this about forty minutes, fifty. Sometimes I'm trying to not drag on too long. So there are two major things that I I am looking forward to doing. Obviously, there's still a lot of other cool things that I get to do. Uh, number one, seeing my parents, the major things. Number two, um, meeting my idol the singer uh, called Sheila Majid. And those of you who know me, who are also aware of who Sheila Majid is, will know that uh, I've been, you know, singing her song, listening to her song since I was in my early teens. So I get to meet her. And so I'll tell you a little bit more about that because I'm going to spend probably most of my time talking about that because it was so interesting. Oh, there were so many interesting, fun stuff too that I'm trying to recall. Um, Okay, so what I'm doing is I'm going to pull up my photos. And uh, so while while I was packing, I I found some CDs. I have six CDs of hers. I have more. One I could not find. The other one were... uh, I, I found the jewel case, the CD the jewel case, the, but not the, the booklet and the CD itself. I'm sure I put it in like a CD sleeve somewhere and I just couldn't, couldn't find the, the whole thing. So one album I couldn't find. So I have six albums that I have that I, I, I want to take with me so that I can have her autograph for me. <laughs> and um, so, so that's that. I want to tell you a little bit more. Maybe I'll tell that part of the story a little bit later. But I want to tell you that I, I bought AirTags, additional AirTags. So I have an AirTag for my wallet. I have an AirTag for my keys. And that's pretty much it. And then Bruce has two also. And so I when, when I was about to leave... I decided maybe I should put a couple in my suitcase. Uh, suitcases. I actually have two one, two of the ones that I'm going to check in. One, I have a small carry-on. And so I decided to at least buy three. So I bought three, a four, like a pack of four AirTags. And so it was so cool being able to see my luggage, knowing at least 
with enough information at the airport, I know whether or not my luggage has been loaded to the plane. Because if the bag, if the air tag is close to a self, like a an Apple iPhone of um. I guess iPhone would be the thing. If it's close to an iPhone, an iOS device, I believe, if it detects it, if it detected it, it will send update of where it is, where the suitcase is, or where the AirTag technically is. So, um, so this whole time on the plane, I can see it's like, oh, it's uh, under a mile away, or like how many feet away from me. Uh, on a smaller plane, I can actually see it kind of traveling with me. And so at least I kind of have an idea of whether or not the bag is following me. So that's that's good. But the best thing is when I arrived in, I think I was in LA. This is coming back, returning to the US. I was in LA and I was checking to see if my luggage is on the carousel. And uh, when it showed up, when it's close enough, it's telling me that, oh, it's within how many feet? So I know my luggage is coming. So I can like approach the carousel and pick it up. So it's super awesome. If you have one, you should use one, especially for the suitcase that you're going to check in. I'm going to drink water too. Mm. So... Um, and then let me scroll through my pictures and see if there's anything worthwhile talking to you. Uh, um, I was on the plane uh, shooting videos of my meal <laughs> because I had nothing to do. And then uh, um, uh, posted it <laughs> on Instagram. And it's so wild. Maybe I'll, I'll see if I, I'll post... The, the video that I shared on Instagram on, on this particular post as well. Maybe link so that you can go see it. So flight was really nice. And of course, um, when I... This is... I'm, like I said, I'm fortunate. I lo- I'm lucky and I know that. And if obviously I can go back to traveling normally, but traveling luxuriously for me, like... In flying in business class is it's next level. It's it's a lot more enjoyable now than than when I'm traveling coach or or even premium economy which which I've tried before. So what happened is I will go to LA before the pl- the flight takeoff. I like I told you I ate and then showered. Showering somehow it's like a reset button. You know you showered. And you feel fresh again. And then the travel almost is like I'm resetting. So like I've been traveling, moving around LA and all that for like the last, you know, 15, 16 hours. And then now after a shower, then that sort of wiped off. So when I arrived in Singapore, I immediately went to the Chris, uh, Silver Chris Lounge. Oh my God. So Singapore, obviously Singapore Airlines, Singapore Airport is the hub. So the lounge is gigantic. Um, so I had breakfast there. Um, I then showered and so that, that made me feel really fresh before I take the short flight from Singapore to, to Penang. It was all lovely. The shower was like amazing. And um, so I flew uh, back to Penang and seeing my parents for the first time is so good. I cannot tell you how how precious that was. I was I've been waiting for that moment. I got that I have a picture. Maybe I'll post that picture too. How do you post picture these days? I wish, you know, all my pictures are on my phone, so it's on iCloud. Is there a quick way of like posting things? I remember it used to be 
I used to be able to like embed something on the website. I'm not sure if you can still do that. I'm gonna have to look into it. Anyway, so I got to Penang. Didn't go uh, home at all. Just go straight to the mall, and uh, of course, having meals with my my family immediately that evening. Um, always take selfies, and this time it's a little different because it's very interesting. Um, my parents moved in before the pandemic, or, or right, right before the pandemic, or right before the shutdown. So at the start of the pandemic, we moved our parents into my sister's house. So they live, you know, like close, like five minutes drive away from each other, but they have their own condo. But because of the pandemic, because of the lockdown in Malaysia, it was like truly locked down. You cannot go out, and. Because of that, we moved our parents into my sister's house so that they have somebody with them all the time. And because of that, they also later on rented out their condo to uh, to somebody else. And so now I don't have anywhere to go because my sister's house is full. <laughs> you know, my sister's kids are there. Um, so I, my friend of mine, somebody I knew from uh, Penang Hokkien, but you know, you know, most of my Penang Hokkien listeners and now my friends now, those I've met in person, became real friends. And Jeffrey, who was generous enough to let me, um, he has two guest rooms. His nice, nice condo and has two guest rooms, and uh, and invited me to to stay with him. And so, so I did. I went over and stayed with him. A uh, really nice uh, place, and and of course I'm super spoiled. I turn on AC all the time. He has an AC in the living room, an AC in the bedroom, so I'll turn on all the AC <laughs> when I'm at home. So that's really awesome. But that's something new because I didn't, I've never lived away f- from my parents for like, you you know, when I go with Bruce, I will be staying in hotels, but eventually I'll be at least one week I'll be staying with with my parents either with them in their condo um, or just being together. But I didn't get to do that this time. So I'm actually, this whole time I'm staying with Jeffrey and uh, that that was it. Like I've traveled to see my parents all the time, but not staying with them. However, we did get to go to uh, this hotel that I really like called Rasasayam. It's a... It's a beach hotel that I grew up driving by. We've I've visited, like I've went to their hotel buffets, the seafood buffet, and so forth. Um, but I never really stayed there until um, like 2017 when I went back with Bruce. I said, "Hey, let's go and and have a few nights there." So we did. It's like it's like a, a little high, like a five star hotel, higher end. Um, luxurious because we can, right? The exchange rate is to my benefit right now because it is currently, when I was there, it's like 4.6. Typically, it's around 4.5. When I was there, it's 4.6 to $1. Well, 4.6 ringgit to $1. Now it's 4.72, I think. So I went there and um, so I decided to spend like two nights with my parents I, I rented this uh, Rasasaya hotel with my parents for two nights and and hang out with them at the hotel, walk by the beach and all that. So that was really awesome. I really enjoyed having my stay there. And then um, 
so uh, so it was lovely to be hanging out with with my parents. My sister came to visit and so forth. So that was really lovely. Then I I then go to you know spend some oh oh at Penang Hokkien. So obviously I need to see my have an opportunity for my Penang Hokkien listeners to gather together, right? Because that's we, we do that all year long. What? With the pandemic, so we've been doing this for four years without seeing them. So every time I have an opportunity, I cannot do individual visits, but I I try to at least do one big one where everybody have the opportunity to come. And so I did one big gathering at an open open air cafeteria, not cafeteria. It's like a food court. So like a cafeteria where you have all different food, all types of food, and then all the seating areas are all open air. Because I didn't know, you know, I wasn't sure how the, what the pandemic um, regulation is going to be, right? So we get to do that. And so, uh, but right after that, I then traveled to KL. And those of you who know um, about Clubhouse, you know, I'm very active on Clubhouse. Um, I, you know, essentially it's podcast, but with an immediate opportunity to communicate back. So people who are there listening can talk back. And um, oh, frozen chicken, so at Costco recall. <laughs> oh no, um, I just got a text message from Bruce. Anyway, so distraction. Uh, so what what I have been doing is for like almost a year and a half, two years ago, I started this random room playing songs by Sheila Majid, the singer that that has been my idol for a long time, right? Now 30 years. And when I saw the... Um, when I saw an opportunity to just play songs, like I have my system and everything, right? So I, I can just play music uh, from my system and it's straight into the room and then interact with people and so I thought one day I'll just play Sheila's song and then a bunch of Sheila fans came in and then we all immediately became like connected bonded with this this love of Sheila Majid and so immediately we formed a Sheila Majid fan club inside Clubhouse and 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 then because of that we've been doing a weekly room like every week we'll do a room uh, even until now right it's been over a year and a half now. It's almost two years. I think next March, next March would be, uh, so March would be November, December. So like under, like five months, it would be, so five months will be two years. Uh, So now we've been doing that for what, like a weekly weekend, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday, we we've been meeting in clubhouse, playing our songs, share stories about uh, what songs we like, and and you know it's just like being a fan, right? Fan of Sheila. Sheila's never there. It's just us. And then um, on on um, I don't think I talked about this in, in the podcast, but um, because we've been doing that so consistently, we planned. This was like uh, back in. Uh, on our first anniversary on Clubhouse, first anniversary of doing the this room call, everything Sheila Majid, where we play her songs, we take um, um, requests and play songs of hers. Because uh, on on anniversary day, we invited her. 
prior to that, we have some connections. We don't really know her, the singer, but we 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 have some linkage through friend of a friend and through some friends. Uh, we got a message to her that we will be having an anniversary um, room. And then she came. We invited her, and she came. She was on vacation, but then she came over to to chat with us, which was you know super awesome, obviously. And while she was here, maybe I should play this thing. I actually made a. I'll play this for you if I can, if I can find it. <laughs> I made this thing called. Did I? September share event opening. Yes, yes. Okay, so I'll I'll play this for you, and I'll uh y yes, I'll just play this for you, and I'll tell you uh, where I'm using we this. Ask Sheila herself. Yeah. She's here oh, on stage. She's here. Now. She's here. <laughs> she's here. She's here. Look, look around. Sheila's here. Hello, while Sheila. you were telling the story. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Hey, oh she my is. God. Hi, <laughs> yes. 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 Hi. You know, I heard this is your the first anniversary of the clubhouse. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I mean, I'm sorry I haven't been able to join because it's on Saturday night, and Saturday nights are nights that I work. <laughs> but I thought I'll just join you guys for a while, just to show you how much I appreciate you guys appreciating me. Yeah. Thank you so much. This MCO is a blessing because you all created this. You know, clubhouse group where you all can share and discuss about um, you know how how you actually enjoy the work that you know people like me are doing, like Jenny and Mac and all those that have been involved. And in, in fact, actually, the bottom line is you guys, because without you, I'm nothing. Oh. So I really appreciate oh. your you know. About this year, so, hey, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Actually, you know what you should do, John? Yeah. When you come back, you know you should arrange to meet up. If, you know, with all whoever that's in this room. Oh know, my God! I may just come by and meet yes, all please. of you. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh my God! My God! A live session of everything Sheila magic. We're gonna do. We're gonna play music. We're gonna. Yes, Sheila. I will take that upon myself. I bought my tickets to Malaysia. Uh, I John, you wanna give her the dates now? Hey, 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 oh. I will arrange so my plan. calendar for you. I will change the date for you. We will make that happen, right. Sheila. It all will right. be so Sounds beautiful wow. to have a live Sounds session. Sounds like a plan. So, <laughs> I edited this piece on the airplane, by the way, because I, I took the the sound clip from the live room and then um, did this uh, like cut so that we can play it at that event just to remind people how this thing happened. So what you heard there, she said MCO. MCO is movement control uh, ordinance or something where where the, essentially it's a lockdown, right? Um, so so that that was the, the essentially what happened. She came and she suggested that we get together, and I organized it. Well, when I say I organized, it means other people around me that helped me because uh, you know obviously I live here. And I rely on the people who who are in Malaysia to help me plan this. But but we said let's do it, and and we did it. And man, oh my gosh! So we played this 
piece that I edited on the airplane for the opening. So it's like an opening gambit, you know, like lights off and then boom, music come and we talk and then I essentially replay this uh, this cl- oops this clip uh, kind of. Re- essentially remind people of of how this happened uh so it was it was awesome and so i traveled to kl i traveled to kl with uh three friends of mine one i knew from my podcast and he's also a a good friend of mine that we, we we talk all the time on clubhouse and then two other friends that i met on clubhouse and um and so three of us no four of us so it'd be three of them plus me uh um, Adrian was driving, so he drove uh, all three of us. So four of us dry- riding to KL together. KL is Kuala Lumpur, the capital of Malaysia. I'm in Penang, which is uh, an island north of the Malaysia Peninsula, and then we drove to Kuala Lumpur south. So it takes about what f- maybe four hours. Uh, we stopped halfway, visited with another friend, um, also f- friend from. Clubhouse slash Penang Hokkien, and we ate there. And then when we're in KL, I I always have, there's this brand called Bihati B E H I T I. They they kind of use traditional Malaysian fashion or I guess outfit for his fashion. Essentially, everything was inspired by the Malaysian um, multicultural uh, attire. So their thing is they make things super oversized. And as you all know, if you're trendy, it is uh, very trendy to be to be wearing oversized stuff, which because of the pandemic, I absolutely loved it. In fact, I'm right now wearing Bruce's um, sweatshirt that's like double or triple XL sweatshirt that I, and now became mine. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to wear oversized stuff now. So I was very drawn to, to this guy's design. So I found out where the store is and I was going to go buy something for this Sheila event. So I, uh, when we arrived in KL, before, I think, before we checked in, or is it after? Before? Maybe even before we checked in. Oh, yes, we couldn't check in until 3 o'clock. So before we checked in, we decided to sw- uh, swing by. This is how fancy it is. Uh, it is downstairs of the Four Seasons Hotel. Uh, it's in this shopping area called The Shop by the Four Seasons. And so it's like a boutique. They just like the de- designers, Malaysian designers, and all kinds of designers just put their stuff there, uh, racks of their clothing. And he just recently had a fashion show um, launching his Peranakan uh, collection. Peranakan is like a mixture of Chinese and Malay culture. And and my grandmother is a Peranakan, has Peranakan heritage. And so it's very near and dear to me. So I wanted to go see it. So I went there, went to the store. Um, and, you know, as you know, like in many of the pricier boutique place. Now, the reason why I can afford this is because of the currency exchange. Okay. So like a shirt, like a simple shirt, it costs over 200 ringgit. So expensive. Uh, but uh, because of the ringgit to US dollars conversion, you know what, it's, it's a lot less because of that. So now I'm excited. I 
went there and I shopped like for an hour. And Adrian was like my uh, uh, awesome friend who's like almost slash husband. <laughs> he was there with me, yeah, you know, let it, standing there essentially helping me with my shopping. So I took all the outfit that I wanted to try, went into, I didn't see a fitting room. So I went into like the next shops uh, when i say shop they're not closed stores they're like a wide open department stores layout and then they just have sections right so they're not really closed individual stores so i went to the next vendor over there next um uh, area with a different brand and I, nobody was there so i used the fitting room so i tried all sorts of outfit i must have tried like, i don't know what 15 20 different outfits maybe not that many uh, maybe 10. I bought four. At least there, there were four shirts that I really wanted to buy. And one of them, I was gonna, I was like, I'm gonna wear this one. It's really cool. It's sort of like a, a like a, is it teal? No, it's not teal. It's like a cyan color, kind of like a blue green kind of a, a base color. And it's a batik, uh, Indonesian batik print on there. And so I wanted to wear that for the event, for this Sheila event. Um, so, I grabbed the four that I decided to buy and went over to what looked like a common cashier, but it was not. The cashier was just for the particular store, for the particular brand in that section. So they come to find out that the store was not open. <laughs> so this whole time I was shopping, and now hindsight, no wonder there was like a security guard there all the time. I just thought that he was always there, just you know, just to make sure. Um, we were shopping so boldly that, well, I was so boldly that he was, he didn't do anything. He didn't ask us to stop. He just stood there. And um, I think there were, at one point, there were two guards there. But like I said, I didn't think of anything. I thought the store was open. It was wide open, right? So I just went on shopping. And then um, Adrian helped me look up their phone number. And he called the the, the number on the phone. The designer himself picked up, which I have followed him a little bit, so I can tell. And I say, is that Kel? He said, yes. And I said, you know, I'm at your store here at the, the Four Seasons. And there are four things I wanted to buy, but nobody, how am I, how can I buy them? And he said, oh, I'm so sorry that we're closed. But obviously, in the, on the website, they never say, they said they open 24, uh, open seven days a week, blah, blah, blah. And now they're not. And it, given that it was a holiday weekend. Friday was a holiday. So I arrived on that day, Friday. And so, um, understandably, they were not open. And so I was like, okay, can I, I need to buy this. How can I pay for them? I said, can I, like, because in Malaysia now, it's very common to have electronic payments. So I said, can I electronically pay you? And then I'll just grab those shirt with me and then I'll go... <laughs> And oh, oh no no! Actually, I wanted to pay with credit card because you know I get points and all that. So I wanted to pay with credit card because that's like, um, you know, two, two hundred and fifty. So one thousand ringgit worth of like um clothing that I'm buying, right? So I wanted to pay, but then they, he said he can't, and uh, he said maybe you can come back on Sunday. I said, no, my event is on Sunday. I really wanted to wear this thing on Sunday. And he said, why don't you come back on Saturday? He said he'll come back and open the store for me. So I did. I went back on Saturday, paid for it. Oh my gosh. He does not take credit card because his credit card machine, he doesn't know how to run it or whatever. His employee works, does that. And the designer actually came, you know. So I get to meet 
the designer. And then um, we went out to uh, well, pay for it. And then uh, then I get to wear this thing the next day. So now let's talk about that thing. How much? Oh, shit. I have five more minutes. I wanted to talk about the, the Sheila thing. Um, you know the history of how, how this is going to happen now. So on that day, our planning team there's a, a group of people planning this what we wanted to do was we we, we have coffee we have nasi lemak nasi lemak is this, this coconut milk rice that that's uh, really popular and it's in this usually wrapped in this wax paper or sometimes banana leaves and uh wax paper or sometimes even newspaper back in the days um and then you just open up and some, there's like uh anchovies crispy anchovies peanuts and the chili sauce and all that's super delicious. Uh, so there's little food and because it's over lunch, uh, the event starts at 11 o'clock. Well, at least the door opens at 11 o'clock. And all of us were tested, right? Um, because we, we wanted to, we have like a, you know, uh, a celebrity here with us and we don't want to get her sick. So we made sure that everybody tested. In fact, oh, we sold, we sold tickets, passes to get in. And the pass was, well, how much was it? My gosh, God, hindsight is so cheap. <laughs> 125 ringgit, I believe. Uh, yeah. I mean, even 150 ringgit would have been cheap too. 150 ringgit, there's food, there's coffee, uh, like fancy coffee, you know, espresso, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, of course, get to meet Sheila. So I've been in touch. I have been in touch with with Sheila and her manager, and mostly her manager communicating, um, like, you know, when she's arriving and when does she plan to leave and all that so that we can plan things uh, with her. So, um, so everything was great. Um, I've gotten, you know, I've been in touch with the manager and kind of uh, knowing kind of when she's arriving and so forth. And, and so what happened is at 11.15, we said we'll start at 11.15 no matter what. 11, the door opens and... People downstairs prior to eleven o'clock would get tested, and then they would come upstairs, and they would hang out, and then and then we start. So what we do is, we just do what we typically do in Clubhouse. What we do is play her songs. We then talk to people, and we always say, "Oh, we're dancing to that song," but we never get to see each other. And so now we get to see each other dancing. So I was like on stage dancing and all that. And um, so there are two very famous music producers, arrangers, and composers. Uh, one is named Mac Chu, and the other one's named Jenny Chin. These two are musicians that, that have been playing with and arranged songs, composed songs for Sheila for um, 30 years, over 30 years. And so that we invited them. They were there also. So it's amazing. Like it, I still, even until today... I was like pinching myself, like, how did we pull this off? I mean, it was so smooth that I almost slightly um, forget to appreciate the awesomeness that this happened, you know? I, I, I mean, I knew that she's a big deal, but at the same time, because it was so smooth, everything happened so nicely, and she was so down to earth herself that it she made me feel like oh uh oh yeah sure you know like everything was easy very accommodating so 
we started, we have our own plan. So we play, play that gambit pe- be, bit that I played for you, right? The opening and kind of retell the story of how this came about. So we did that. And then we got into uh, uh, the, a section where we, a segment where we, we, we <laughs> here's another thing. We have, we've befriended this um, legendary news anchor I grew up watching him reporting news uh, in Malaysia on TV3. And he became our friends on Clubhouse. Like, I mean, truly friends now, right? Because we we talk often for over a year. And uh, so we're, we're now friends. We we got him to be the MC. So when people come in, they're like, whoa, it's Raymond. Raymond Go is actually the MC. So he... Uh, introduced all of us we got up there and he essentially talked to us and asked us how we formed this clubhouse thing and so it was great like man big names right and then uh our plan was we call this thing event because this event happened in september Sheila majid has a song named antara anir dan jakarta it's it's a it's a song written by an indonesian composer odi agam uh, the late Odiagam, who recently passed away, unfortunately. And he he wrote that song, uh, and Sheila made it really popular. So it's called Antara Anjir Dan, Dan Jakarta. And then, because of her popularity in Japan, they actually came out with an English version, and that English version of that song is called September Shares. And somebody from our clubhouse group said, hey, we should just call this event September Shares. So which we did. We called it September Shares. And because of that, I sang September Shares and another song uh, called um, Lara Di Dada at the... Um, you all know me. I sing, right? Because I've, I've always sing all my life, so you know me. You listen to this podcast, you should know that I'm a singer. And I, I sang those two songs in the in the the anniversary and therefore we thought okay it would be cool to be like a kickoff song right because it's september share so i'll sing that and in fact i sing a mashup between the two songs i call it antara anir dan september shares because it is a mixture of those two two uh, languages first started in malay and then i have an english verse and then it goes back into uh, the malay uh, uh, chorus and so we thought, okay, that's perfect. So so I did that. I've been practicing. I, I knew that song pretty familiar now because I did that for the first anniversary and now for the September Shares event. I went back then and I sang. And oh, okay, here's another funny thing. There were locations that I wanted to, to do. There was one location that was so ideal that I didn't even mention to my friend Amelia. Amelia is the one who's, she's like the power woman who's been helping me plan this whole thing. I didn't tell her about that. Um, Amelia is another clubhouse friend who who became real life friend now, and her boyfriend John, who who are also so John Lowe, uh, Amelia Raymond, the news anchor uh, Adrian, and then uh, another guy who who traveled with us to KL um, Johnson. We hang out together all the time, and uh, on clubhouse and out of clubhouse, we hang out quite a bit, and so um, because of that. Um, John though had a photo shoot. He's a photographer and also shoots some videos. He went to 
this location. So at, at the same time, we've been looking at three other locations somewhere else, trying to see if there's a venue that is intimate enough for to fit about 50 people because we don't want it to be too big of a thing because we want it to be exclusive, but we also want it to be intimate enough where it is beneficial for everybody. So it's not too stressful for Sheila. It is not too big that we cannot like be with her, you know? So about 50 people. We ended up having about 60. But, um, so 50 people and we were looking for locations and while we're looking at the locations, the quotes came in, like the location fee, if you want to have food, how much it costs and all that. And then there's this other place that John just went. John said, um, ask Amelia, Amelia's, um, um, his girlfriend, have you ever considered doing it at, at Bobo KL? And this location, I was like, and I have been looking at this location on on uh, Instagram. I follow their account because they always have singers that like doing smaller venue shows there because it fits about fifty people. Very intimate show. Uh, it's almost like a, a bar where you you get to you have drinks, alcoholic, non-alcoholic drinks, and then you enjoy the the singing live performances. So. Um, so when Amelia told me, he said, hey, have you ever considered Bobo? I was like, what do you mean consider Bobo KL? It was so good, so ideal that I didn't even want to suggest to her because I thought it was going to be too expensive and we cannot afford it. And she said, I know the owner. <laughs> so I was like, oh crap. I said, if you get it, I will sing. <laughs> and then within two hours, she called me back. She said, I got the location. So I said, like, and then he said, now you have to sing. So so I was like, okay, fine. I, you know, it's fun because I always wanted to sing at Bubble KL because I've seen all this, like, you know, my singers that I enjoy listening to and it's usually sort of like big band or jazzy, loungy kind of stuff that I enjoy doing. So um, I said, okay, I'll sing. So that's the plan. So I decided to sing that song and it, I did. And it was good. Uh, people were really supportive, you know, people who were there because I, I know most people there. For meeting them for the first time, many of them, but I knew them because of Clubhouse. So that was all good. And then we started doing our regular thing. We played music and then we uh, we break for lunch. So we were eating lunch and coffee and then Sheila arrives. And unbeknownst to me, Amelia, who's this, uh, this power lady, I told you, uh, she's younger than me. So, so she, she uh, came up uh, oh, oh! so Sheila arrived. She was telling Sheila that, oh, yeah, we were... Uh, uh, somebody told... Anyway, you don't need to know the details. So essentially, she was telling Sheila that, oh, John, you missed it. John sang. And she said, oh, John sang. I didn't know. Uh, and uh, so Amelia told Sheila that, if you want, if you want to hear him sing, you can always ask him to sing again. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say no. <laughs> So the twist, what plot twist, unbeknownst to me, I, I, you know, my singing part is done, right? She came up and she addressed everybody, super sweet and very warm and very down to earth and thanking us for being there. And then she said, okay, I said, then Sheila, you go chill, you drink coffee and get snacks or whatever while we do a little bit more activity, give her some time, and then we'll do some Q&A and chit-chat with the fans, right? Because it's supposed to just be like a, a, a more intimate gathering with the fans. And we have other things planned too, but the main thing was that chit-chat with her. 
There's also one segment where we we sang Akuchinta Paramu, which is another song that is made popular by her, and she always sings that songs because everybody loves the song. But we we want to make it a twist and give it a twist where we have her up on stage, and we turn on all the house lights, and we ended up singing to her, right? So serenading her with the song that she always sing for us. Uh, so that was very nice, and that was part of the plan. We're also going to sing um, uh, um, "Sajatra Malaysia," which is a sort of like a patriotic song, because Sheila also sang that song, and Mac Chu co-composed that song. As so Mac Chu is the musician that worked with Sheila, he helped uh, compose that that song as well. So we thought, okay, we'll do that, and then. Um, but as she was sitting down, I'm trying to recall this. This is like the special moment. When she was sitting down, she said, uh, I, I want to hear you sing to me. So I was like, so the funny thing was I, I listened back to the recording because we actually have recordings of the entire event. I listened to the recording. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> And then, and then everybody says, sing again, sing again. I said, well, sing what again? So, I, you know, I was like drawing blank. Um, and, and people just said, just sing September Shares again. So people started to cheer and like, you know, wanted me to do that. So I was like, okay, 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 I can, I can do that. And it, it really, I, I didn't think too much about it, I guess. I wasn't nervous, but I was mostly giddy because here is my idol, that I have been listening to her song for for I don't know, twenty some thirty years, and 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 now I'm about to sing her song in front of her. Uh, I I okay. So my giddiness was because I've never met her in such intimate environment ever. This is the first time I saw her twice at a concert. Uh, one time when I went to buy my tickets for one of the concerts, I ran into her. In the mall, I saw her. I think I shook her hand, um, but but that that was it. Like you know, very fast uh, interaction, and now suddenly I'm in the same room with her. You know, like she's standing next to me, talking to the whole room, and and I was very giddy, and so I didn't really think too much about the fact that I'm about to sing her song in front of her. All I knew was she's there. She's there. So so I start singing. Um, I, I didn't have time to think too much about it. You know, I was a little bit thrown off, but then I was like, okay, I'll sing it again. You know, I, I sang it just now. So I started singing and, and it went well. In fact, if you look at the video, which I will post this because I posted this on, on Facebook as well. Uh, I posted this on YouTube. I posted this on Instagram. I, because it's a big deal. Come on. It's a big deal. Uh, as, as things, as things settled, when I start to really think about it, it's so big deal, right? And so I started singing, uh, it, like a performance-wise. You know, I, I was giddy. Uh, I, you can you can see the joy that is in my face uh, when when you see this video. I was very happy that she was there, and so I I started singing, and I looked down at her, 
and she was like enjoying having fun and you know in the whole room her husband was holding up his self his uh, mobile phone with the, his, the, the flashlight on like everybody in the room was doing that it was a very supportive room for somebody who's like a big fan who who also enjoys her music singing her music and and so I was doing that and so it was fine you know you can see I was like giddy and then I looked down toward the end of the song. I looked down at her and she she started crying. And and so like the very last phrase, right? There's a song where it, it stops. When you see this video, you know what I'm talking about. When, when there's this, a, a phrase that it, it stopped and then usually it's just, I just carry on. But when I saw her, she was wiping her tears away. And, and I said, oh my gosh, she's crying. And, and then the room started laughing. And I said, oh, no, don't cry. Because, you know, it, it really hit me at that time after I finished the whole song that somebody that I've been listening to since I was 13 years old now is looking at me singing her song, right? So I was like, oh, my gosh, she's crying. And then I finished the last phrase. And that's when the, all the emotions start to pour in it became clear to me that this was like a, a special moment because I, I just sang in front of my idol. And, and, then, and, then, and then when I saw her cried, it just started to overcome. I, I just overcame this... this uh, how should I say overcome, overcame? Uh, I was overwhelmed by this sudden rush of emotion that this magical moment just happened. And just imagine this, right? Somebody you've been listening for so long, listening to her songs, and suddenly I'm singing in front of her. So I was like rushed with a lot of emotion, mostly excitement, but also this like magical thing that I cannot comprehend. And she started talking and the first thing she said was what did she say maybe i should play it <laughs> i don't want to misquote her uh let me see if i can let me see if you can go to youtube and and, and and see if i can play that one for you oh my gosh <laughs> she said something that really touched me and let me see if I can I can find this clip at the end. Uh, and okay, okay. So here here it comes. Here you will see this in the video that I will I will share with you on with with this post. And uh, you'll see her talk as well. Uh, okay, so here's here's the bit. Okay, the room's laughing. She's made cracking jokes. You know, this is the thing. There. I've never had watched anyone singing my songs before <laughs> yeah and 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 i mean singing it's so good i've heard people singing my song but badly <laughs> that one i cry because so bad it's like oh hell oh, i also cry <laughs> but anyway this was rendered really well you know you made it your own you touched me i mean um now i understand I'm crying at this time. When people watch me and they I say, was crying I and I'm crying tears now. to their eyes when I sing. Oh, sorry, I, I now I understand. Sp spoke over watch her. Watch me and they say, I bring tears to their eyes when I sing. 
Now I understand by listening to you singing the song that I carry all the time. It does move me because you did it so nice. Can you, can, did you just hear that? Um, so I, I'm tearing up reliving that moment again. And I've, I've watched this video multiple times. And it is a special moment. And I don't know if you understand the impact of that moment, hearing those words from her, that my rendition of her most, one of her most famous number songs. And by my rendition, I, by me singing that song, touched her and moved her to tears and you heard those kind words and I know Sheila and uh, there were times where I'm like she's just being nice right but um, knowing Sheila she she's 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 honest she's kind nice but she's honest she, she never sugarcoat <laughs> she never sugarcoat things um, and which makes it even that much more special because uh, she meant it. And we've exchanged messages um, multiple times since then. And she, she's told me again multiple times about how, how she was really impressed with, my, with my, my voice and how I carry songs and how it, it was very heartfelt. So it was very special. So when I heard that, I just couldn't control. I mean, my eyes was. I was just crying because that affirmation, that appreciation of somebody who's been my idol for that long, meant so much. Um, I, I think every time I retell this story, it made it a little bit more real. It is still kind of uh, magical and almost impossible to comprehend. But every time I retell that story, it makes it a little bit that much more real that this happened. Um, so, so this is why I wanted to record. It's going to be an hour now. This is the reason why I want to record this podcast to share this with you. Other than, the whole trip is amazing. But this is definitely a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I will never get to have ever again. <laughs> that moment where I get to sing for her, she appreciating me and seeing her cry and being moved by my voice was so special. This is, the, this is what people call like the full circle, right? They come full circle. The song that she sang that inspired me to, to sing and, and, and be a singer and... Uh, and then I get to sing for her, her song, and she's moved by it. How much more can you ask? Uh, so John Lowe, thank goodness, recorded this. John Lowe, who's, like I told you, who is a professional wedding photographer, uh, an event photographer, and also uh, occasionally videographer. So he was taking videos at that time because John Shin, the another friend who's also a photojournalist, he, he's taking pictures. So John was actually taking video at that time. And I'm glad it was captured because I got to relive it. It was special then, but if without this the moment captured on video, I, I, I don't get to like relive it again and again. So I post, so John, uh, despite that long night, edited 
the video and he actually has to go for a trip the following day also but he went home stay up all night edited this piece because he knew how much it meant for me because uh, I think there are mutual friends of ours shared another video of that moment, like a short clip of that moment. So I shared that with them. He said, I have all the footage. I'm going to cut that together and send that to John. So he stayed up all night, despite the fact that he has to go drive to Singapore the following day. He did that, sent that to me. And that was uh, Monday because his event was on Sunday. So on Monday, I, I have nothing else anymore. So I'm just going to visit my cousin that day, so I posted the thing, and I, as I saw that video, I, I have I typed up the description of the, of my Facebook post, of what I was feeling. So I typed it up, and I have it already. And before I left for to see my cousin, I just clicked um, send. I mean, send post on Facebook. And long story short, I actually get to have that night the two music producers and composers, Jenny and Mac of Sheila's uh, invited me for coffee that evening. So after visiting my cousin and Mac is in the same neighborhood, so he came pick me up and went out for coffee. And when I left the coffee location to go to see Amelia that night, I looked down my phone, there was 4,000 views already because I just posted in the like late morning and then there's 4,000 views in the evening. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Long story short, there were 18,000 views uh, when I think when I came back or right around the time. So within a week, we there were 18,000 views on Facebook and there were friends, uh, people that I don't know beyond my friends who people were sharing. And so uh, I somehow, however, I, I don't know how, but and not that that matters. I, and not that I, the number is what I was tr- trying to like say, oh, fancy now, 18,000 people saw this. What I was trying to say was that the the moment uh, moved people because of how how excited I was to see Sheila and being able to sing for her and how she was she was touched by it and her kind words um, really made people uh, wanted to share this this video. But somehow Facebook reset the the view count somehow, and now now there's two thousand. So essentially, if you count that eighteen thousand, it's probably like uh, over twenty thousand counts uh, uh, viewers, uh, not view, views. So which means it, it became like a special video, even within my Facebook uh, circle. So there's twenty thousand views um, um, up to this point, uh, and so. But if you look at the Facebook post of this post of mine on Facebook. Uh, it, it shows two point something K, but somehow it got reset. But anyway, but I now have since then posted it on on my uh, YouTube video because you know again it's special and I wanted to share it. So um, that's that's my story. Uh, it's over an hour long. I'm gonna post this in stereo because since I played some music in stereo, I'm gonna keep this in stereo. And um, this is why I wanted to record this podcast because I know I can never live this moment again. Uh, it's a special moment that I wanted to make sure that I get to share this with you and I get to record this, log this as a journal of mine. Uh, thank you so much, all of you, for still hanging around. If you're still listening to this, staying subscribed. Hopefully something mega sweet and big happen again and I get to update you again next time. So until next time, don't forget to smile. I'll see you next time I have another podcast. Bye.